Thank you for listening to the Rivers Church podcast with Pastor Andre and the Rivers team. Be sure to subscribe for a weekly dose of encouragement and inspiration to help your daily life. We pray that this message will help in whatever season of life you might be in. Well, as we come around the Word today, I hope you enjoy the time that we have in the Word, and we're going to get into a chunk of Scripture in just a moment. But if I were to ask you today, how do you maintain a healthy body? Most of you watching would say, oh, I know how to do that exercise, nutrition. In fact, I need to wear a mask, wash my hands, use sanitizer. I've got to take care. And we kind of have been taught so much how to take care of the body. But what about when it comes to the soul? How do we keep a healthy soul? Many people don't realize that your soul needs to be guarded and looked after, and it has to be kept in a healthy condition because everything actually comes out of your soul. And uh, when, you, when you consider that for a moment, a lot of what you're seeing outside your life is actually a manifestation of your soul. And uh, when John writes to his friend in 3 John 2, he says this, he says, Dear friend, I pray that you may enjoy good health and that all may go well with you, even as your soul is getting along well. In other words, a healthy body actually comes from a healthy soul. And I want to speak to you today on cultivating a healthy soul, because everything you see in your life actually comes out of your soul. Your words come out of your soul. Your frustrations come out of your soul. Your reactions, your anger, your creativity, your clothing, your home, everything that we see around us that we say comes out of our souls. And when you've got a healthy soul, then good flows out of it. Dallas Willard wrote a fantastic book. It's called Renovation of the Heart. And he says this, he says, what is running your life at any given moment is your soul, not external circumstances or your thoughts or your intentions or even your feelings, but your soul. He then says, it's the life center of the human being. Now, that's something that came out of a book, but Jesus described that everything that comes out of our lives also comes out of our hearts, comes out of our soul, comes out of our core, and that's why it's so important to guard your soul. And he says in Matthew chapter 12 and verse 35, he says, a good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart, a healthy heart, a healthy life, and the evil person produces evil things from the treasury of of an evil heart. So we really have to guard our hearts because what happens in here is we get frustrated, we get negative, we start getting down, moody, depressed, we can get bitter. In fact, Job, when he went through a time of isolation and rejection, his spirit was in danger and his soul was in danger. And he confesses this in Job 7. He says, therefore, I will not keep silent. I will speak out in the anguish of my spirit. I will complain in the bitterness of my soul. We've got to watch out because it's very easy for negativity and bitterness to settle in our souls, especially in a time of isolation, when you're on your own with yourself, with the same group of people, with a lot of negative input. You've got to watch out that you don't develop an unhealthy soul because when we come through this COVID crisis, we've got to be strong physically, mentally, and emotionally, and we've got to come out spiritually strong so that we can tackle this world and help rebuild our nation and rebuild our world for the glory of God. Kevin Bacon is an actor, and he spoke about how, in his observation, he saw the dark souls. And I want to quote him here because I think a lot of people are empty in their souls and unhealthy. And he said this, he said, I really believe 
that all of us have a lot of darkness in our souls. Anger, rage, fear, sadness. I don't think it's only reserved for people who have horrible upbringings. So what he's saying is it's not just when you've been brought up badly. Everyone has a tendency, if they're not careful, to become a dark soul, to develop an unhealthy soul, and it's a really dangerous thing. And so in a moment, I'm going to share text of Scripture. But let me just say this to you. If you've been watching the news and you've been seeing what's going on in the world, there have already been five suicides that I know of as a result of people's souls becoming unhealthy. There's a top writer in New York. Her name is Daniela Sine, 28 years old, and she writes for a number of periodicals in, in, uh, in the States. And she was recently interviewed. She's also got a history of suicidal thoughts, and she was diagnosed with you know, panic disorder and post-traumatic stress and depression. And uh, during this time of isolation, even though she's not completely isolated, she's with her husband and she's got four pets, but she was talking about this in one of her articles, and uh, she, she said this. She said, it's so scary, it's almost like I would rather be dead, she said. I mean, I wouldn't be, but sometimes I get so scared, it feels like that. I reckon a lot of people at the moment are struggling with an unhealthy soul. People you wouldn't imagine are struggling with unhealthy souls and are battling through times where they wonder, man, what is going on with me? And uh, maybe that's you today. Maybe you're saying, man, you're speaking to me. That's what I'm feeling. And I, I thought I was the only one. I thought I was a weak person. No, even great men and women of God have allowed their souls to get unhealthy but then they've known what to do. So today, in order, how do we cultivate a healthy soul? I'm going to take us to King David. Because King David wrote a wonderful psalm where he speaks about his soul, where it shows his soul's unhealthy, but then he takes some steps to remedy it. Psalm 42. And it's called a miskal, it says. That means it's an instructional song. It's sung to teach us something. It's not just meant to be read in passing. It's meant to be read and learned and at the time they sang it, and it can teach us so much. And he struggles under emotional pressure. He struggles with his doubts and his fears, but then he rises up in faith. I want to read it, and it'll come up on the screen, and then we'll unpack it a little bit. I'll give you five ways we can develop a healthy soul today. So Psalm 42 and verse 1, and I'm sure you've heard this verse many times if you're a believer. It says, as the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul Pants for you, my God. Verse 2, my soul thirsts for God, for the living God. Then he says something we're all feeling. When can I go and meet with God? My tears have been my food day and night, while people say to me all day long, where is your God? These things I remember as I pour out my soul, how I used to go to the house of God under the protection of the mighty one with shouts of joy and praise, among the festive throng. I'm sure you're thinking about how it used to be when we went to church. Man, it was wonderful. It was good for the soul. And David's here reminiscing. And he says, why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Talking to his soul. Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. And then he says, my soul is downcast within me. Therefore, I will remember you. From the land of the Jordan, the heights of Hermon, from Mount Mizar, deep calls to deep. He's talking about his, his soul is calling from the depths to the depths of God. 
And then he says, the roar of your waterfalls, all your waves and breakers have swept over me. It's like he feels like he's depressed. He says, by day, the Lord directs his love. At night, his song is with me, a prayer to the God of my life. I say to God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? Why must I go about mourning, oppressed by the enemy? My bones suffer mortal agony, he says, as my foes taunt me, saying to me all day long, where is your God? Then he comes back to talking to his soul again. He says, why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. Well, there we go, some 11 verses in this psalm, and we'll unpack them. Six times David mentions his soul, and he actually speaks to his soul, and it's deeply troubled, it's unsettled, and it's in a place of a little bit of depression. But then in the psalm, he teaches us how to rise up out of it. Now, in the Hebrew, the word soul is very important in case you don't understand what the soul is, if you're watching today. And the soul is nefesh in the Hebrew. In the Greek, it's psyche, and it means the self or the person of a person. In other words, the real you inside is the soul or the nephesh, as in the Hebrew. David Benner, in his book called Care of Souls, says the soul is the whole person, including the body, but with particular focus on the inner world of our thinking, feeling, and willing, where our drive actually comes from and our decisions come from. It's that core. And that's the thing that has to be kept healthy and has to be dealt with. So five things here quickly on cultivating a healthy soul. Number one, our souls need refreshing from God. Only God can refresh your soul. Movies can't do it. Food can't do it. It can feed your emotions to a degree and it can lift you for a while. But your soul really needs refreshing from God. Last week, I spoke about the Lord is my shepherd. And it says in Psalm 23 and verse 3, he refreshes my soul. You see, the shepherd is the one who refreshes your soul. And here he says, David says in this psalm, as the deer pants for the water, so my soul longs after you. You know, what does it mean a deer panting? Well, if you've seen a dog panting, the tongue comes in and uh, <laughs> the dog is like, and we understand that the dog is overheated, overstressed, it's run, now, now, now it needs water. Well, a deer gets most of its water from its food. If it eats grass and leaves, it gets enough water. But when it's being chased by predators, it has to get to water, otherwise it'll die. And David says, I'm like that deer. I feel hounded and hunted. I feel like my soul is so stressed. I feel there's so much against me. If I don't get something from you, if I don't get you filling my soul, I think I'll die physically and emotionally. And so many of us today maybe feel like that. And, and, and it's not wrong to feel that. You can say, man, I feel like that. I feel hounded and hunted. But God wants to fill you today. And if you desire him, realize he's the only one that can refresh our souls, especially when we've been hounded. It's amazing how many people have spoken about this over the years and hymns have been written about it. And I came across the uh, hymnal from the uh, Orthodox Presbyterian Church, uh, hymn number 554. And I found it quite amazing. The, the author of the hymn wrote, As pants the heart for cooling streams, the heart being the deer, when heated in the chase, so longs my soul, O God, for thee and thy refreshing 
grace. You see, it's, it's known that when you're hounded and hunted, that's when you start panting. But if you go to God, he'll refresh you. And if your soul's not in a good place today, go to him. David doesn't say, gee, it would be nice if I was famous. Gee, it would be nice if we could just hang out. Gee, it would be nice if I could sing a song. He's saying, man, I'm desperate. I really need you. My soul longs for you. And he talks about how the house of God he longs for. I remember when I used to go up and with the throng praising. And I'm sure you today, your soul's feeling, man, I miss church. I miss the worship. I miss being together. I miss the thousands of people gathered on our campuses, singing praises to God. Every weekend, nearly 15,000 people coming together. That, that does something for your soul, hearing the praises of other people. You can come into the, into the meeting with discouragement. And once the worship team starts up, man, that whole atmosphere lifts your soul. We're missing that. And it's only God that can fill our souls today. We desperately, desperately need that. And it's something that happens to your soul when you're in worship together. Now, after lockdown, it's going to be wonderful when we get back. And uh, David here in Psalm 84 again talks about this wonderful experience. He says, how lovely is your dwelling place, Lord Almighty. My soul even faints for the courts of the Lord. Blessed are those who dwell in your house. They are ever praising you. You know, once we've been back together in the presence of God, our souls will be lifted and refreshed. So hang in there and go to God because only he can quench your soul. Nothing else can do it. Food can't do it. Your home can't do it. Money can't do it. Your possessions can't do it. And you know, as you think about your soul being quenched only by God, I was just reminded again of, of the great talent, Amy Winehouse. What a brilliant and amazing singer she was and, you know, recorded all those amazing albums, that hauntingly beautiful voice, you know, 12 million copies sold. But sadly, she had a soul that was lacking and ended up uh, drinking, taking drugs and ended up dying of uh, alcohol poisoning, such a premature death. And uh, it's such a sad thing. She once sang, my destructive side has grown a mile wide. And, you know, if you really were to accurately describe Amy Winehouse, what you could say was she was a troubled soul. And God does not want us to be troubled souls. He wants us to come to him and have our thirst quenched and our souls restored. And when you do that, you find an amazing replenishment of your soul. Number two, the second thing that can keep our souls healthy is, and we see David doing it, is speak to your soul. In order to cultivate a healthy soul, you have to speak to your soul. And we see from verse 5 to verse 7, David asks his soul questions. He doesn't just let his emotions and his inner feelings rule him. He talks to himself and he says, hey, why are you like this? What's going on here? He doesn't let his soul rule him. He rules over his soul by literally talking to himself. Now, I know people consider you crazy if you talk to yourself. And it's not just older people who should talk to themselves. We should speak to our souls. In our prayer times, if we're sitting and we're moody and we're moping, or in our studies in the lounge alone or in the family room, you go to the bathroom alone, you, you, you no, talk to yourselves, hey, what's going on here? And David doesn't allow his soul to remain unhealthy because he knows it'll be a disaster. He talks to his soul. And he's not just positive. He doesn't just say to his soul, hey, pull yourself together. He says, my Savior and my God, that's what should give us a soul that is under the command of God and is not in a place of, of pressure and, 
and, and unsettled, you, you tell yourself, hey, you've got a savior and a God. What's the matter with you? Rely on him, lean on him. He's the one that's going to quench your thirst and help you through this. And he says, yeah, why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. He reminds his soul of who God is, and he tells himself, hey, stop this nonsense. In Psalm 103, we see David talking to his soul. And uh, he says here in Psalm 103, verse 1, praise the Lord, O my soul. In other words, come on, what's the matter with you? Soul, don't sink into this despair. Begin to praise the Lord. And he says, all my, my inmost being, praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Think about who God is and what God is has done. And, uh, and I want to ask you, what's happening right now in your soul? What are you experiencing right now? Are you overwhelmed? Are you full of fear? Is there self-doubt? Are you worried? Worship is the key to overcoming an unhealthy soul. You tell yourself, hey, you don't go down that road. Let's begin to thank God for who he is. And as you begin to praise him, you find your soul's health returns. And it's like breathing again and you recover. Number three, the third thing we need to do in order to cultivate a healthy soul is speak to God about your soul. So God's the only one who can quench it. We, we, we have to speak to our souls, but then we speak to God about our soul. And from verse 8 to 10, David asks God for help. He pours out his soul to God, and he shares in verse 4. He says, I pour out my soul, deep calls to deep. He prays to God about what's happening after having spoken to his soul. And he says there, he says, uh, God's with me, and uh, his songs are with me in the night. But then he says, where are you? So David is extremely honest with God. And you know, God is happy when we're honest with him. When we, we say, Lord, I know you're here, and I know you're always with me, and I know what your word says, but I'm feeling this at the moment. Please, would you come and help me? God likes that kind of honesty because then he can see we being genuine. And when you pour out your soul like David did, God begins to work in our lives. David asks God, have you forgotten me? What's going on? So he talks to his soul, but then he talks to God and he brings his soul to God. Verse 10 says, my very bones, he says, within me are suffering with mortal agony. He's not talking about arthritis. He's talking about the fact that in the core of me, God, I am really not in a good place. And so I've, I've, I've spoken to my core, but now, Lord, I'm bringing that core to you. Please, would you do something? And David knows when you bring your soul to God, he's the only one, like the deer who pants, who can refresh you and restore you. You know, one of the great uh, early church fathers, Augustine, a great man of God, went through many, uh, many a pestilence, many a plague. He said this, he said, faith pours out prayer, and the pouring out of prayer obtains the strengthening of faith. Faith grows when you actually pour out to God what's going on in your life. And you tell him because it means you trust him and you rely on him and you, and you've got, you, you go to him depending on him. So you talk to your soul, but then you take your soul to God and you talk to God about your soul. And then God does something for you. Psalm 86 and verse 4 says this. Gladden the soul of your servant, for to you, O Lord, do I lift up my soul. You see, you need to bring your soul to God and tell God what's going on in your soul. 
And then God can do something as he did for David. Number four, we need to find rest for our soul. Many of us are restless souls. We're agitated, we're worried, we're concerned, we've allowed anxiety to rule us, but we have to find rest. Psalm 42 and verse 6, he says, My soul is downcast within me, therefore I will remember you from the land of the Jordan, the heights of Hermon, from Mount Mizar. I mean, what is going on here? He remembers mountains? Well, what David is saying is, while I'm restless at the moment, I cast my mind back to a time when I remember God on the highest mountain, which is Mount Hermon, 2,700 meters above sea level. He says, I remember that great mountain, and then I remember the tiny hills. Mount Mizar is one of the insignificant ones in the Bible, only mentioned once. He says, I remember how you did things up there and how you did things down here. And I find rest that you can do those things again. What's God done in your life in the past? You know, if you want rest for your soul, you have to cast your mind back and remember what he's done before. His provision. When you were seeking to buy a car and he opened doors and he led you to a bargain. When you sought to buy a house or get accommodation. Or when you were going through a challenge. Or when there was a closed door with employment and business. You've got to think back. And then you've got to say to yourself, oh soul, calm down. Find rest because God is able to do what he did before. He's able to do it again. And David here remembers that. And uh, Psalm 62 The psalmist says here in verse 1, Truly my soul finds rest in God. My salvation comes from him. Truly he is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. So so rest comes when you know who God is. He says, I will never be shaken. Yes, my soul find rest in God. He's talking to his soul again. My hope comes from him. Then again he says, truly, it's a third time, he is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress I will not be shaken. In other words, when you look at circumstances and you allow uh, your, 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 your mind just to calm down for a moment and you remember what God has done and who God is, you just go, okay, find rest. You see, God's the only one that can quench and refresh your soul. You've got to talk to your soul. Don't let it just rule you. You then got to take your soul to God and talk to God about your soul, but then you've got to find rest for your soul. Lastly today, as we come to a close, guard and replenish your soul. If you don't guard and replenish your soul, your soul will become depleted. And obviously the best way to replenish your soul is to go to God and have him quench it with his presence, with his word, spend time with him, soak in that Holy Spirit, spend time alone on the couch, going to your study, speak in tongues, Begin to just let the Holy Spirit refresh your life, because if you don't, you'll be in serious trouble. Never forget, in Proverbs, we are warned about our souls. Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. If you don't look after this, everything else won't be well. Isn't that what John wrote to his friend in 3 John? So you've got to guard your soul and you've got to make sure that you replenish your soul. Now you can replenish your soul by watching a movie and by eating a meal and by having a chat. These are good things. But there's, there's, there's that time when only God can refresh your soul. And you need to go to him because there's a lot of garbage on television. There's a lot of nonsense that is filling our heads. Annie Dillard in her book, The Writing Life, said, how we spend our days 
is, of course, how we spend our lives. What we do with this hour and that one is what we are doing. In other words, what you spend every day doing is what's going into your soul. So you have to think about that because sometimes out of the TV there's garbage and it's going into your soul and you're wondering why you're feeling the way you are. You're wondering why you're so discouraged. Yes, I know the Lord. I know the Bible. No, no, no. You've got to get the right kind of input. And I want to encourage you, read the scriptures. It's a discipline. Put off Netflix. Put your phone away. Leave it in the kitchen and go spend some time where it can't keep buzzing. And you can get the word into you. Now, before I come to a close, and I'm nearly done, let me read you this from Psalm 19. See, Psalm 19 says, the law of the Lord is perfect. Watch this, refreshing the soul. So reading the Bible is not a chore. It's not wagging its finger at you. It's not just giving you instructions as to what to do and what you shouldn't do and giving you principles. No, no, it actually has an impact on you. It refreshes your soul. You need to know that. And he goes on to say, the statutes of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. Watch this. The precepts of the Lord are right, giving joy to the heart. There again, talking about the insides. And then he says, the commands of the Lord are radiant, giving light to the eyes. So it refreshes the soul. It says here, it gives joy to the heart. And then it says, gives light to the eyes. Can you see how this is speaking about like a healthy soul? But if you don't get the word and you're just getting television and you're just getting bad news, you're going to cultivate an unhealthy soul when you could cultivate a healthy soul. As I close today, I want to tell you the story of Howard Hughes. Howard Hughes was a very, very gifted man, but he was eccentric, an eccentric billionaire. He was talented, good-looking, mixed with actors and actresses, owned this amazing aviation company, and his life was portrayed in the movie The Aviator. But Howard Hughes had some eccentricities about him. And uh, those eccentricities just continued to grow. You know, he held the record for flying around the world in just over three days in the Lockheed aircraft. And that began air travel, commercial air travel, as we know today. So he was a real pioneer. He also was a movie maker from the age of 21, made movies. And two of them received Academy Awards. So a great career, great achievements. He built a spy plane for the U.S. Uh, military. And while he was testing it, he crashed it in Beverly Hills when it suddenly cut out. Uh, the power failed and it cut out and he crashed into someone's house. A passing ex-Marine picked him up and took him to hospital and every single bone in his body was broken. And he ended up on codeine because of the pain, became a drug addict, and then he became a recluse. He began to lock himself away. He was afraid of germs, wouldn't touch anything, became really strange, didn't cut his hair, didn't cut his fingernails and uh, lived in Acapulco in Mexico. And then sadly, when he was 70 years old, he was just like 42 kilograms, I think it was, and uh, he was on a plane, he died of kidney failure while on a flight. And this, this, this man with all this potential, with all this huge wealth, with this huge fame, was actually a very troubled soul. And you can see, you can have, all, you can have everything in life, you can have all those things, all that wealth, but if your soul's not healthy, well, then it doesn't actually matter. And that's why it's so important for us to look after our souls. You know, as I close today, are you a troubled soul? Maybe you're a Christian. I want to encourage you, don't be a troubled soul. Find rest in God alone. Bring your soul to God. Talk to your soul. Realize that you can find rest for your soul. And make sure you replenish your soul. Then today, if you don't know Jesus, you're not a Christian, well, you have a soul. Every person has a soul, and your soul is eternal. 
So I want to ask you, do you have a, 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 a troubled soul as to where your soul's going after you die? Because you can be sure today that if you give your life to Jesus, you can have a soul that is saved. You know, the Apostle Peter writes to the church and he makes an interesting declaration. And I'm going to read this and I'm going to pray with you today. He says in 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 8, he says, Though you haven't seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. In other words, something has happened in your soul. Even though you can't see this, this Jesus, you, you've, you've got to believe in him. And now there's this, whew, something's happened in your soul. But then he goes on to say this. He says, for you are receiving the end result of your faith, the salvation of your souls. So your soul's getting filled, but then you're also getting the salvation of your soul when you die. Do you know that salvation today? Do you know that joy of knowing Jesus and that joy of knowing, man, if anything should happen to me, my soul is saved. It's going to heaven. If not, I want to pray with you. I want to pray with people who have troubled souls and I want to pray with people who need their souls saved. So let's pray together and you can join me today in your heart. Say amen. Father, I pray for people with troubled souls today, people who are going through such stress and anxiety and pressure I pray that you would refresh their souls, that it would be like water, that you pour your Holy Spirit out upon them and that you refresh them and you relieve them so that their souls find rest. For those who don't know you today, who don't know Jesus, I pray that they would open their hearts and believe in the one whom they cannot see and then enjoy that joy in their souls as well as know my soul is saved. Put your hand upon people today, refresh them and save them. In Jesus' name, amen. We hope you have been blessed and inspired by this message.